This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Marissa. Hi, I'm Brian Alexander. Oh, and we're going to talk about, I'm looking at my podcast list, <laughs> we're going to talk about <laughs> podcasts. Um, before we talk about uh, podcasts we listen to, I want to ask about hardware and software. So I I, um, I really want to get off of the uh, iOS system. I, I hate Apple. Um, I like their hardware. I don't like their ecosystem. I, mm-hmm. I hate it uh, a lot, and I barely use it. Uh, so I'm hoping somebody can tell me that they're not on an Apple ecosystem and they still enjoy podcasts immensely. Um, yes, I am one of those people. Oh, great. Okay. <laughs> so wh- what what are you using and what, what hardware are you using? What software are you using? Um, hardware, I'm just using my phone and Android. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but what kind of Android? Like, does it matter if you've got an old Android for, like, do, does... Does good hardware matter for for podcasts? Probably not, right? Just big. You, yeah. Do you know what? I don't even know because I I that's, was that's using good. um probably yeah yeah. It's just always it's been good. So. so it's an Android phone. You don't even know what kind yeah. it is. It's um, a Nexus. Oh, it's a Nexus. Okay. Do you know? Yeah, the, uh, it doesn't. Come, they don't come with their own podcasts. They're called apps now, I guess. But yeah. So I just use one called Player FM. Mm-hmm. Do you, any of you guys use that one? I've never even heard of it. Oh, okay. Uh, what was that, Brian? You have used it? I, I used to when I was uh, experimenting with uh, 20 different podcatchers at once. Yeah, I right. thought it was okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I've found that's, um, you is know. Is it it's freeware the, or is it two bucks or how does it work? I, it was either free or or under $2, like, hmm. you know, not worth thinking about. I think it might have even been free or, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's really good. That's the one I tried like a whole bunch of different ones and got annoyed at different features and ads and mm-hmm. pop-ups and all that stuff. And this is the one that's just been smooth and it's got a really good, like easy to view library and, um, you can, uh, you can like plan your podcast ahead. So you can, it has like a play later thing where you can right. yeah, pull I, a bunch of them out of your library and set them up to go. Yeah, so like uh, one of the things I worry about, I'm driving down the road and the podcast ends. I don't want to be fiddling with my phone to try and get the next one ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, playlists or something like that. And I guess that's whole Stitcher's whole model. I've never tried Stitcher, but it seems to be their whole thing is is it's continuous play like the radio or something. Yeah. Yeah, you can load up a whole bunch of them. And it also has the feature that's so important to me which is the speed controls so yep that's important yeah mm. uh the one i so use you... uh is called downcast they actually were a sponsor for the podcast but that was after i contacted them saying your product is awesome uh come <laughs> on the cool. show and they said no nah, how about we just sponsor you um th- it also has it... a volume booster which i really uh mm. i love because some podcasts they don't well I'm not sure. <laughs> what I can tell you is sometimes it's the same on VLC, if you know that program, right? It, it can go up to 200% volume. Some people, mm-hmm. just, when they record a video on YouTube or, you know, on a podcast, they don't 
up the sound. So they're six feet away from the mic, and the mic's not a condenser mic, and it, it just sounds too quiet. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this uh, somehow in software ups the volume, just like I guess you can multiply the speed of, of your listening or slow it down or whatever. And um, it really helps. So you can actually set it for individual feeds as well. So, you know, this podcast is always way too quiet. You can boost it up. Even Dan Carlin, you know, his very well-produced mm-hmm. stuff, he, sometimes he's quite quiet. It doesn't help when you're mm. on the road or whatever. And it's true. Wind noise. Yeah. And you need that. I do so, struggle with that that, one. that that if I were to switch over to Android or some other system, I would totally want whatever podcast catcher I got or app to have. Are you this saying? Feature. Are you saying it goes up to eleven? <laughs> it goes up to three times. Um, I I know that it's enough for almost everything. There's a few times I'm in the gym. I'm wearing sort of these loose, loosey goosey headphones. Um, that it's not quite enough, but mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I need it to go up to 11 in those cases. Well, what about you, Paul? What do you use? I I am sadly still in the 20th century. I am using an ancient iPod mini that is hasn't yet quite decided to die, but it it has been acting wonky the last year. And given what happened to my uh, Kindle paperweight, this this last up. Uh, last couple of days i'm wondering if the pot if, if my ipod is next on the on the uh extinction list for uh technology so yeah i i still go into itunes you as miserable as that is think in the mornings like before you ma- go ma- to, man, oh, manually Jesus, think, yeah. i remember that was those those days were horrid horror days because you have to do them with itunes it's a nightmare it, yeah. yeah it's like okay i okay this is downloaded you oh wait this stop downloading because it, it thinks I have, I'm not listening to it anymore and stick them on the on the iPod and take them off the iPod. So uh-huh. yeah, I, I I I I am I'm sad, but of course my current phone isn't exactly the top of the line either. So I'm not sure my my phone was exactly handles to true or player FM. It's a it's a it's a couple of generations old uh, Samsung Galaxy Android, yes. Yeah, it should be able to do so. I, I don't think they're super hardware intensive, other than you know, they don't like have graphics or anything. They just need space, right? That's my big problem, is my phone space, runs out of yeah. space. And because yeah, that's iPhones are not upgradable, you can't shove a, you know, a SD card in there. You're kind of screwed. Yeah, does your ones... Um the other thing that I really love about this app, but maybe a lot of them have it now, is like so that you can see exactly how far you are through every podcast mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So you have little like shows you which ones you've listened to and which yep. ones you're like quarter of the way through. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and you can, can put it. any podcast on. Oh man, mm-hmm. it's so how, does, good. how does how does that precisely work? Like, how would you put? Suppose I were to get Player FM for my phone. How would I put SFF Audio on that podcast? Um, it's got a search function and it works really well because a couple yeah, of the other apps. iTunes, I think, right? Mine does. I think anyways. it. Yeah, a couple of other ones I tried. I did have trouble finding SFF audio, but yeah, this one not, seems to find even obscure in, ones. And any of the mm-hmm. any of the things, but if you have the if you have the name of it and you search for it, it'll come up. If you if you're just randomly searching, it doesn't come up very well. You know, you're searching by topic. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. It doesn't so you have to know what you're looking for. Yeah, but you can also it mine's smart. So if I find an RSS feed on the internet, right, for a podcast, I can just yeah. right click on it or just you know highlight it or whatever. And when I go back to the podcatcher, it uh, to downcast, 
it already knows and it's placed it in the field for me, which is pretty clever. That is clever. Yeah, I'm almost tempted to go grab my phone and try this as we're talking, but I I will not be rude and do that. Well, Downcast is unfortunately (laughs) only iOS, which is also another reason I'm sort of stuck on the iOS. Um, But yeah. So Brian, you you probably got the hardest uh, case for podcast listening because your internet's so crappy. Um, Yeah. What 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 do you what device do you use and what software do you use? Well, I'm, I'm sympathetic to Paul. Um, I use uh, my phone, which is a uh, this is a Galaxy Note uh, three, mm-hmm. and uh, which I, I really like as a phone. The problem is I, I've beaten it to death, and it's it's in uh, it's falling apart. I mean the uh, the audio jack doesn't work anymore. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear! I thought yeah. I had it bad. <laughs> yeah, so I've got it, but um, but I like it because the phone is. I don't know if you if you guys follow this, but it's it's bigger. And people mm-hmm. used to nickname it a tablet, um, and uh, I, you know, I, I use. It. I'm going to be replacing it in a few weeks, trying to decide between the uh, uh, the Google phone and the new uh, Samsung. The Pixel uh, or the S8? Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the S8's a little too narrow. I've got I've got big like sausage like fingers, so I, I want to. You know, uh, I don't. I, the little skinny phones are too small for me, but. Um, but I, I, I listen on Stitcher right now, and I'm, I'm ambivalent about it because mm-hmm. it does some things right. Um, there's a ton of podcasts on Stitcher, and uh, the uh, it does have some of the features that you guys have discussed in other apps. Like you, you can see how far it is mm-hmm. through it, and there's a a nice a nice thing a 30 second advance button. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll yes. do some of the podcasts that I that I listen to have uh, a really cheesy long intro, so yep. I just. Jump, through that um and of course i sometimes some podcasts i actually do like listening to the way they do ads because um uh there's a, a fun scary story podcast called no sleep mm-hmm. and what they I don't know if, have you guys listened to that i have heard no. one episode or two yeah well it's it's really it, the gimmick is it's like campfire stories they're um they're they're ghost they're scary stories it's really, really well produced. I mean, excellent voice actors, but a lot of soundtrack. Um, but what they do now is, for their sponsors, they for every episode, they create a new little skit. Yeah. For the, and they're all horror themed. So you know, for like Blue Apron, it'll be you know, like a bunch of people who are, you know, being held captive in a dungeon, and they're all being killed and eaten. And they talk, oh, Blue Apron's better than that. You know? <laughs> um, but otherwise, or. Um, uh, there's a great storytelling podcast called Risk, uh, and the idea is it's all uh, moth style stories, um, but they're all the gimmick is they're stories that people normally wouldn't tell. So they're often stories about uh, drugs or sex or violence. Um, it's really really well done, and the guy hosting it is this really really flamboyant gay guy who likes to do these musical versions of Stamps.com. And they're, they're uh-huh. completely bonkers, you know, like a heavy metal version. Go to stamps.com. So I'll listen to those, but otherwise, <laughs> awesome. I'll just. I'll just yeah. But uh, Stitcher has downsides. Uh, the uh, at least on the um, on my phone, the interface uh, is all on the bottom of the screen, so you get to thumb at it while you hit the other buttons of the phone and lose mm-hmm. the program. Um, it drops podcasts uh, in the middle of some shows. Uh, you can't organize your uh, podcasts, so mm. they're all in this completely random list right now. Uh, and some shows aren't on Stitcher. Um, 
for other listeners, I, I have this extra problem that I live in the, a very rural area, so I have terrible broadband, uh, which means that it takes me hours, uh, hours to download and catch up on podcasts. So, you know, Dan Carlin has (laughs) new four hour, you know, we were three podcasts. (laughs) So often when I, I travel a lot for work. And so often when I get on a fast connection, I'll uh, quickly snarf down a whole bunch of podcasts. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm I'm not happy. You're making me uh, glad I'm not quite (laughs) switched over yet just because, um, one of the other great things about Downcast, uh, and I didn't experiment with enough apps to find, you know, if all of them do this, but it's because we're because we're so isolated on the internet, where we live on the internet, right? We get into our habits and we we keep going with it. But this one, it had one of the things that I really like is it when I switched over, Paul, like you're gonna have to switch over pretty soon. It sounds like, yeah, um, I was I was so relieved never to have to stick the you know the 30 pin connector back into the computer and the usb <laughs> and wait for itunes to oh, yeah. do its churning and updating and all that <laughs> junk that it literally took half an hour 45 minutes sometimes an hour um when it was just plugged up and management and all that stuff so mine i have it set to like refresh all my feeds uh, every five minutes or so which is kind of uh, obsessive compulsive but Whoa. I don't see it. Oh, and it only checks to see if there's new stuff. If I'm not on Wi-Fi, and you can turn this on or off, if you are on Wi-Fi, um, it automatically starts downloading all the things in your queue. But if you're, you know, out in Broadband, out in the world, um, driving down the road, it'll check and see there is new stuff. And as soon as you come back onto Wi-Fi, it'll download them. Um, which is yeah, that's really great. Nice. That's um, what PlayerFM has that as well. Um, and the other thing it has, another feature that's good is you can program each podcast to say whether you want it to auto download or not. Right. So, you know, there's some that I just, I, I would like to listen to them now and then, but I don't care that much mm-hmm. and I don't want to clog up my phone. Yeah. A lot of people also so just, put out too much stuff in a feed and you, it would just fill you up and you end up mm-hmm. deleting it. So I've got those yeah. sort of separated out as well. The, the ones where I check them manually to see if there's any interesting interviews or what have yeah. you. Uh, and then there's the ones where I, I want it always coming down. Mm-hmm. I miss what I used to do, I mean, like in the during the glory days of podcasting, you know, like the first ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I had you know MP3 player, right? You know, right. I had one of those, um, and all my podcasts I got from an RSS reader. So mm-hmm. I was listening, on, and so I would actually. It's tedious, but I manually downloaded them. But the cool thing was, I could figure out. All right, I want that. I don't want that. I do this. Mm-hmm. And in the RSS reader, I could organize them, you know, so, okay, I'll hear all the science fiction, fantasy, horror podcasts, mm-hmm. hear all the politics podcasts. Oh, nice. And, uh, and then there are things that aren't on RSS, uh, or aren't on, yeah, uh, they call themselves podcasts. They just have MP3 files, right? Yeah. Well, this is, this is a problem. I, mean, I wrote about this about four years ago and it's still a problem that between Google and iTunes, we've really just made podcasts hard. Uh, you can't search for podcasts well on oh. on Google, and uh, and iTunes is just a terrible place for podcasts. It's horrible. It's horrible. I mean, They've throttled like, podcasts inadvertently. I think after I left iTunes, I just blocked out all my experiences with it, so that 
I don't have <laughs> post-traumatic disorder. <laughs> it is. It is a. Tra- it, it is. It's an abusive relationship. And yeah. the thing is, is <laughs> getting out of that abusive relationship. It's not. I mean, I don't want to go too far away from podcasts, but the number of people who actually talk about RSS feeds or still have RSS catchers or even know what they are is increasingly dwindling, and that's on yep. purpose. Facebook doesn't want you to go off page. Google yep. deleted their apparently terrific RSS catcher. Google, Google yes, I, I still lament the end. What was the purpose? The to too. try and force people to stay on site. Um, and that leads me to uh, an interesting podcast I was listening to. It was I, I think it was the Sam Harris's uh, podcast where he talked to a, an ethicist, uh, sort of a... Uh, consultant to Google and other big companies, and he was oh, talking yeah. about how um, that that it, it, software engineers, uh, programmers, essentially, they should have something like a um, Hippocratic oath that they take. That is, try not to fuck the fuck the user, try not to mm-hmm. screw the user, um, because when Google starts, like for example, and I just noticed it myself, when YouTube. Uh, now has autoplay. If you've noticed that, they forced autoplay so that the next video starts playing, and I believe Facebook yeah. does the oh, same. Oh, I hate that. Oh, the whole purpose of that is to keep you on site, to oh. increase the length of time spent there so that revenue goes up. And that uh, tragedy of the commons behavior, uh, and because we have so many, um, so few big players and so many small players, um, it it's a horror, right? So the the death of RSS uh, is something. I, I guess it can't be killed, but it it certainly is not anywhere in the consciousness. And you know the fact that there there are a lot of YouTube videos that should only really be podcasts, right? It's just some oh, guy sure. talking. You don't need to have any video at all. But because of the the predominance of YouTube and the ability to sort that, I mean. Uh, Louis Rossman, a guy I follow on YouTube, uh, sort of a uh, right-to-repair guy, and uh, he repairs uh-huh. MacBooks and stuff, right? Really interesting uh, a sort of uh, repairman philosopher. <laughs> um, uh-huh. he, uh, he's been asked many times, can't you make this a podcast? And um, the, the thing he points out about YouTube is, you know, if you were asking anyone else to host the uh, files that you put up there, they wouldn't do it, not for free. Um, you can upload right. as much as you want to YouTube, and it doesn't ah. cost you anything. So when people say, why doesn't YouTube offer an MP3 or a, a you know no video at all mode, um, they have no incentive to do so because it takes people off of their site. And no, I knew uh, a bunch of um, – actually, not too far from you, Jesse uh, – mm-hmm. There were a bunch of students and faculty at uh, University of British Columbia that were doing um, podcasts, and they they were encouraged to put them in iTunes U. Mm-hmm. And instead, what they did was they quickly turned them into videos by adding a single image, right? Therefore, you know, block and putting it on YouTube. Oh, just oh, right back. They wanted ears. You know, yep. they, they wanted people to pay attention to them. You and, get much uh, more attention on YouTube than you get anywhere else because it's it's a much better search directory for. For content mm-hmm. than almost anything else, including I, I, iTunes U is a nightmare. Um, yeah. <laughs> what's left of podcasting on on iTunes is terrible. 
Um, well, I think in many ways YouTube is kind of the world's greatest single shared cultural venue right it's now. It's really impressive, hmm. and it, and that's really scary because it's so because it's so powerful and because it's so um, controlled. Uh, it it doesn't feel like the open and uh, wild west internet that I I love. It feels like the um, curated garden, um, and I don't like that. But well, why don't we talk more about uh, podcasts themselves? Because um, I, I don't want to run out of time with you, Brian and Marissa and Paul. Appreciate that. Um, so one I one I wanted to point out that a lot of people may have missed um, is one called Secret Secrets, Crimes, and Audio Tape, and this is one of those serial style uh, I, stuff I don't like, basically. Uh, you know, <laughs> modern, uh, commercial sort of oriented blue apron style, <laughs> you know, advertising podcasts. Basically, they're created to capitalize on serials thing and they're not old school podcasters is what I mean. However, um, they have a very worthy, I think, adaptation of margaret atwood's handmaid's tale in six parts audio drama um Mm. and it's really good i'm very surprised so i don't know if you guys had heard of that but i'm impressed uh from one of no i hadn't yeah it's like it's not you know with that hulu series that's coming up right that's not it's, it's yeah it's now started yeah uh, and the fact that you know i'm not a margaret atwood fan in any stretch of the imagination but handmade tale is a really good book and uh, makes a very good audio drama it's not the first time it's been done but this is an original one as far as i can see it's and um it's substantial it goes quite into uh, the world in a way that you know maybe that tv show will and the movie can't um mm-hmm. and uh the way the book does which is a good thing because that's a great book Oh, that sounds good. Thanks, Jesse. Yeah. Uh, Paul, have you got one? Uh, a podcast I like? Mm-hmm. Oh, so many. Um, <laughs> no, so, no, seriously. It's just like, how do I narrate? How do I uh, what about a, to the show? Uh, what about a fiction one or a uh, audio drama one? An audio drama one. Do you do a lot um, of fiction and audio drama on, on your podcatcher? No, actually. I, I, I generally stint, since it was the nonfiction part of the poll i mean the the main fiction one and i moved a little bit away from it lately was of course welcome to night vale right i Uh, yeah i i I stopped listening to it it's gonna sound terrible about the time the book came out the novel they wrote and they stopped doing episodes for a while so i drifted away from it and i never actually quite came back to Mm -hmm. it yeah the same thing happened to me and i'm not I'm not totally sure why. I guess it just felt like at a certain point. It's familiar. Yeah. It, it wasn't like it's surprising or novel or. Yeah. I or, had that experience you know. after the second episode. I was like, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I got you, you, it. You got there a lot quicker than not, than uh, we did. Um, so, some, so listening to the beginning of that, I, the lips, that podcast I would recommend to people. Um, Hello from the magic tavern is what, I stopped listening when they started getting more ad intensive. What, you guys familiar with Hello from the Magic Tavern? Hello no. from the Magic Tavern. No, I not heard of that. Okay, that's Hello, not- from, Hello from the Magic Tavern is ostensibly real, but it's actually fictional. It's about a podcaster surprise who falls into a magical 
land, but he has a very weak Wi-Fi connection, so he can do <laughs> he can do a podcast from from the Vermilion Minotaur, which is a which is a in in a magical land called Foon. So he interviews basically people in this magical world. His sidekicks are a shapeshifter who's usually a badger and a <laughs> and a wizard with. 30 titles and is not as impressive as he thinks he is. Hmm. Wow. Marissa, have you got uh, any audio drama or uh, fiction podcasts you listen to? No, I actually don't listen to much fiction on my, um, in my podcast world because I listen to audiobooks. Yep. And I struggle to keep up with those, so I try and keep my <laughs> podcasts pretty much nonfiction. Yeah, so I, like- I, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I'm not, I'm not saying, uh, it's in comparison. I don't listen to that many that are fiction, but there are a few, mm-hmm. and I wanna I wanna highlight those. But Brian, have you got any fiction ones? Are you you still on uh, the serial oh. serial wagon sort of? Or hey, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, is is uh, uh maybe I'm not being charitable when I say is uh that uh sort of uh, missing Richard Simmons? Is that fiction? <laughs> is it like creative? Is it? Is, is, oh, I heard like, about that. that it's was, like a that sort of um, mainstream. Like you know about the, these the mainstream stuff, don't don't you? Well, in fact, I'm I am right now. One of my tasks this week is to uh, is to go over the third um, version of Galley Proofs for um, my most recent book. And part of that on digital storytelling is my revised chapters on podcasts. So in the chapter, I had to say in the revision chapter, I had to say, well, you know, we had podcasts for a decade. But then came Serial, and everything everything changed. We had a whole new wave. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard Simmons was uh, a pretty campy, silly, and embarrassing, ultimately, uh, right. to listen to. I don't recommend it. Uh, I do instead recommend listening to S-Town, uh, which is probably that's the best. That's a new one, achieve- right? Yeah, I, I think I saw that on the listing. Yeah, that's probably the, the, the best of, uh, of the Serial ones so far. It's basically... Uh, it's a character study of a very, very interesting fellow. Um, it ha- the plot skews sideways about four different times, so people will warn you about spoilers. It's not a it's not a suspense story. It's just that where you think it's going will change several times. And I, I do want to respect the spoilers for this because parts of it are emotionally uh, powerful and narratively interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for fiction, though, um, I listen to a bunch of stuff um, mm-hmm. right now. I'm impressed. There's a trio of podcasts. Uh, black tapes, uh, rabbits, and uh, tennis. Oh, yeah, that that's the one I had forgotten when we were talking about fiction because I only listen to it when I'm walking and I haven't been able to walk to work because it's uh, winter. Please oh. tell everybody about tennis, Brian. I love tennis. Oh, uh, well, uh, the uh, they're they're related. They um, they're all from the same pretend. They're all from the same group of creators. Uh, they exchange a lot of voice talent. Uh, they have uh, uh, some of the same production. They they create their own production company. Uh, they're all uh, vaguely fantastic or surreal or with a tinge of horror. Uh, Black Tapes is a kind of um, X-Files story about uh, a couple of people who are investigating stories of the paranormal and the occult. And like the X-Files, you have a, a couple with romantic tension. Uh, one is a skeptic, one's a believer. Um, it's very, very nice. The gimmick, it's called a Black Tapes because uh, the skeptic has been recording paranormal events. And uh, all the ones that he can't explain, he puts in uh, black boxes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the story follows that. Uh, tennis is much more um, vague and surreal. Uh, tennis is about a guy investigating what he thinks of an urban legend. 
And trying to track this down, it just exfoliates and goes into all kinds of great directions. Um, everything from uh, Lovecraftian horror. There's a they invent a writer who's kind of like a crossbreed between Lovecraft and Derleth. Um, they have uh, urban legends. They've got occult history. It's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and Rabbits is the new one, which is uh, about someone investigating an alternate reality game. Uh, it's only about four episodes old, um, and it's got its own unique voice, and uh, I, I recommend it. The three of them together are just um, they're really good serial storytelling. Uh, they have a, a nice mix of uh, genre awareness with um, a light touch, uh, well-produced, and uh, good compelling serial stories. I mean, they have, they have nice little cliffhangers or, or kicks at the end of each episode, uh, each season climaxes in a nice way. Uh, I definitely read. They're not the only ones I'm listening to, but those are three I'd recommend. Mm-hmm. Paul, you, you're you're a fan. What what do you like about it? Uh, uh, I I I I came across Tannis. I think it was from a public radio feed. Was talking about. It. It's like, oh, this sounds interesting because I think they're kind of tied in with public radio people, and mm-hmm. it is kind of rabbit hole of them, them trying to this guy trying to investigate this weird mystery in the Pacific Northwest. It's got that. And you're right about the rabbit holes going down all these little side courts. Like, is that a real thing? Or is that a real thing? Um, oh, that is a real thing that they're, yeah, that they're, they're all kind of connect together. And one of the funny meta things about this, you were talking about the three podcasts together is the Tannis guy, the Tannis is being played by a guy who inside the show, Tannis talks about the black tapes podcast, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is like, so it's like, so that's fictional inside the world of Tannis, but mm-hmm. Tannis itself is fictional. So this, this is, it's almost Borgian. It's sort of like, mm. which, which is the real and which is the fake. And are they both just reality standing athwart each other and mysterious doings in the Pacific Northwest? I'd, and uh, this weird cult goddess thing that we still don't know what really is going right. on there. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it, it, I, I started listening to it walking to and from work when the weather was good and it's a three mile walk one way and back. So I could listen to an episode each way. And I got off of it when the weather turned bad. I'm hoping for the weather turned back. So, cause that's when I think of when I best want to listen to snaps is like walking along the street, ignoring the world. And I can just sink myself into the weird Pacific Northwest and this guy's uh, misadventures and his, his hacker, his, his mysterious hacker friend who knows more than he has in the mysterious mere catnip. We're catnip, thank you. And the 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 quote, the, quote, the billionaire and the and the guy, the guy that listens to uh, number stations. There's all sorts of things that connect into all sorts of things I've connected to in yeah. like listening to listening to and listening to stuff SF audio, for example. So it's like it 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 pushes all my buttons in the right way. But I have to be in the right place to listen to, it, and that place is walking to and from work. I don't know why. That's the only time I can mm-hmm. listen to episodes. Which is yourself is a very Tannis like thing. I yes. uh, I'm reminded back in the original days of podcasting, there was a podcast that's very much like these guys, you know, the black tapes and Tannis. Um it's called Wormwood and it was a, a paranormal investigating short, sort of show. A small town is kind of uh, Twin Peaks and X Files uh, you know, and there was a hand of glory and uh, some sorcerer, and it had the music that you expect with these these kinds of shows, and it it did really well for podcasting at the time. Uh, but at the time, you know, it was less than one percent of people who had even heard of podcasts, and 
Uh, so if it, it was out now, it would be it would be one of these, you know, Welcome to Night Vale style popular shows. Um, mm-hmm. it, it sort of petered out, turned into a comic book or something. And, uh, you know, oh. I kind of worry about a lot of the these serialized fiction shows as opposed to, you know, just, um, you know, the traditional ones, uh, Escape Pod and uh, uh, Pseudopod and Podcastle, right? These um, the three big uh fiction shows um uh-huh. they're still going and every, i check in on them every once in a while but there is a whole strain of um podcasting that is about audio drama and it has a different vibe and it never dies because it's publicly funded that's the bbc podcasts um, <laughs> yeah and um the thing is is a lot of their stuff never gets to the podcast feed but um there is one good podcast feed uh, for uh, all of it, I, I was actually listening to a, a one that uh, a show called Mythos. It's it's not on the podcast feed yet. Might not ever come to it. A show called Mythos by uh, you know UK writers getting paid by the government <laughs> in the sense uh, that BBC is publicly funded, right? To write uh, basically you know a one-off podcast, and um, <laughs> it's except it's a broadcast and might get podcast. His show is kind of Lovecraftian. It's a pilot for a series. Maybe it'll get picked up. Maybe it won't. BBC broadcast it. But what's it about? It's about a guy who has a podcast who uh, gets pulled into a government (laughs) conspiracy and uh, they say, your podcast is over. But at the beginning of the show, he's, you know, he's, I'm in my car, headed to the, right, you know, (laughs) that sort of style of thing. It's so infected, the podcasting sort of audio medium. For anybody who listens to audio, it's so infected uh, that it is self-referential at this point, right? Everybody who has a paranormal investigation drama <laughs> has a podcast for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was um, that was uh, that's a gimmick in the black tapes. It you know, is running gag, which is that no one knows what a podcast is. Mm-hmm. Um, so they say, you know, well, we're we're recording this for a podcast. What's a podcast? Uh, and they always come up with some lame answer because there is no really good answer. Well, um, one, one you should um, definitely subscribe to. This is the only BBC podcast I consistently check and, and subscribe to. It's called Drama of the Week. And what they do is they pick one of the BBC Four or Radio Three um, dramas and put it in the podcast feed. And, of course, with BBC, they do this horrible thing where they delete it basically two or three weeks after it's out. So once you, you have to subscribe and then keep all the ones you like, right? Which yeah, my yeah, app allows. So I've got here locked in so that I could re-listen to them again in the future. The Winter's Thanks. Tale, uh, two and a half hour audio drama of Shakespeare. King Lear, uh, two and a half hour audio drama, right? Um, mm. uh, they have a Dangerous Vision series, which is uh, basically um, almost new wave style science fiction dramas that are about 45 oh. minutes long. And they do those every every summer, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Lenny What's this Henry. One again? This one's called Drama of the Week. Drama um, of the Week. And it's basically free audio drama from the BBC, um, and you don't even have to be in the UK to get it, which is great. Well, that's a um, that's a big deal because I keep is. finding great it's stuff and uh, really hard. Lenny Henry, you know, if, if you guys remember him from Chef. He, he shows up on audio dramas, uh, and um, it was a BBC show about a chef. Can, can, I, can I just uh, give a plug for one BBC uh, mm-hmm. uh, 
it, it was a complete, it's done. I mean, it was a complete thing. It was called the Stroma Sessions. Right, right. I, I did hear that after you recommended it. Um, and that's, that's it's, it's, set out in the islands of the Hebrides, right? Yeah, and it's a short story. Well, I, I guess novel. It's like five episodes. Mm-hmm. But one of the nice things is it's about audio recording. It's mm-hmm. about a, uh, a garage band that goes to this remote location to be inspired and recorded audio, and things go wrong. Um, and it's... Uh, it's beautiful. I mean, it's really nicely done. Uh, a little repetitive, but I'm I'm going to gr- grant it that because it's a serial, um, and it's a standalone. I I don't know if you can still play it, depending on where you are. Um, I mean, I'm here in the great rebel colonies of the U.S., so who knows what we get. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's still available. Uh, they, they're uh, getting better. They're getting better about keeping their audio dramas. Uh, you know, that one is specifically, I think, designed to be a podcast as well. Um, yeah, they made a special feed for that one. Um, Gudrun Saga, that, that's on the drama. The, mm. That is so good. Did you get a chance to hear that one, Brian? I heard parts of it. And I really oh, liked so it. So good. It's a, it's based on 11th century Icelandic, uh, you know, saga about a lady who basically has a bunch of horrible experiences with her Viking husbands <laughs> coming back, <laughs> oh as fathers coming back from the raiding and, uh, a horrible sort of, women uh in ancient iceland stories um and also a little bit of sff sort of element to it now Mm. maybe still in the feed maybe not um the war of the worlds they've got a new adaptation they only have episode one unfortunately that's one of the problems with drama of the week journey to the center of the earth a new uh drama episode one only but then they have individual shows like the hatton garden heist which is uh you know uh, true crime turned into an audio drama. Anyway, what's Richard, called the uh, Hat and Garden heist? Hat and Garden. So this that is a London most, bank. Well, uh, that's uh, the most job. British mystery title I've ever heard. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a true. It's like a true crime that they've dramatized. So you know, two guy, two or three criminals decide to basically break into a bank and steal as much gold as possible, and and it's true. Uh, British criminal uh, sort of stuff is is pretty. They get they make great heist movies in the UK as well. Richard the Second still in yeah. the feed, I think. Death of a Cosmonaut's the latest one, which is uh, pretty great. Oh. And um, King Solomon's Mines, which I'm really enjoying. Uh, so I do highly Oops. recommend that podcast feed, the drama of the week. Thank you. Yeah. I- I've got three lined up to recommend to you guys, but I want to hear from uh, Marissa and, and Paul before I cut loose. Um, just while we're still on fiction, mm-hmm. I, I just re- was reminded of that one. I, I guess it's been around for ages and maybe I think it was just a limited one, but that X minus one with the old mm-hmm. yeah. audio uh, dramas. Those yeah. are really good to listen to. I love listening to those kind of original well, recordings. They're based on stories, right? They're all from Galaxy or Astounding. Yeah. There's yeah, five. there's some Philip K. Dick ones in there too. Yeah, I think my favorite one on there was um, "A Pale of Ear." Oh, terrific! Such story. a good story. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, I did a show on that with Eric, um, the uh, uh, original Fritz Leiber short story. A Pale oh, of cool! Ears. It's a terrific story, um, which yeah. is, itself is inspired by uh, you know the star by H.G. Wells, the Earth mm-hmm. ripped out of its orbit and. Pulled away, and in, in that case, um, it's it pulled away from the sun completely. That's that's not the star by by uh, 
No, in the case of um, Fritz Leiber's story, the A Pale of Air is inspired by oh, oh, H.G. Oh, okay. Wells is the star, which pulls the moon okay. farther away and oh, I, screws I, I, up the orbits I, 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 of the I, I, other planets. Yeah, I was thinking of Clark's The Star. Wrong star. Well, that one also yeah. is inspired by the star by H.G. Wells. But yep. um, it, it, when you, that's why I love doing old science fiction. You go back in time. Speaking of old science fiction, um, I don't want to go too far away from this, but um, this, I got to tell everybody, if Brian has to leave, I want him to hear this. There's a terrific podcast about Philip K. Dick's short stories and novels, not SFF Audio, <laughs> um, <laughs> although it is pretty terrific, too. Um, there's one I don't like very much. Um, I want to like it, but I don't like it that much. Uh, the Philip K. Dick Philosophical Podcast. It's just, they don't do enough research, um, so they have a lot of questions, and the answers would be uh, very available to them if they did any research. Um, uh, yeah. Other than reading the stories, you know, they have interesting questions and then can't answer them. And I'm like, dude, that's on the Philip K. Dick fans website or whatever. <laughs> um, however, the new one um, is called We Love Dick. And they are doing stories that I haven't read, so I, I'm waiting to read those before I listen to them. But all the ones that I have read, I've started listening to or have finished. And they did a two-part one on uh, The Man in High Castle. And this is my theory as to what makes a good show is you start with the good material, right? Because when you, they talk about a, a sort of mediocre Philip K. Dick story, it's a good show, but it's because mediocre Philip K. Dick is great. But when you talk about a great novel, like The Man in the High Castle, and yeah. you get people who are actually interested in it rather than you know just paid to be there, it oh. just becomes something stellar. So even though I think we did a fabulous show on The Man in the High Castle, their sh two shows on The Man in the High Castle are amazing. And I love cool. them. I get to listen to people sort of talking through and thinking through the same stuff because... It is so deep and so good, and and that to me is maybe the thing I, I was saying to Brian about what we're gonna do today on the podcast, talking about podcasts. You know, this Hall of Mirrors effect, where the thing is, is every medium has its own uh, qualities. You know, TV is seems to be really good at telling stories like Breaking Bad, and you know. Uh, Better Call Saul and Battlestar Galactica. That's what TV's really good at. And movies are good at giving us iconic sort of imagery. And, and and novels are great for getting inside characters' minds. But podcasts are great for, I think, discussion of of great other things. Yeah. If you know That's what I mean. That's a good recommendation. I have one that might uh, link to that a little, mm -hmm. little bit as well. Um, I've just started listening to this one called Decipher Sci-Fi. Mm -hmm. Any of you guys come across that one? No. And it reminds me a little bit of SFF Audio, but they're doing movies instead of books. And um, they don't talk about the filmmaking or um, the the art itself. They talk about the ideas in these science fiction movies. And they, What's it called? Decipher, um, did you say? Decipher. Decipher yeah. And they do stuff like um, The Thing and... I Am Legend and Black Mirror and Cowboy Bebop and they have quite interesting guests and they, they really talk about like the science and the psychology and linguistics stuff that goes into these movies. So You have to Loaded. spell it for me. I'm not finding it. Um, 
D E C I P H E R. Yeah, it's not coming up. Sci fi. <laughs> okay. Got it here in Stitcher. Okay. Um, <laughs> the, oh, I got it. Off. I was spelling sci fi wrong. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Subscribing. Really I'm enjoying that. Subscribed. Thank you. Well, I can mention uh, a couple um, of what I think of as hidden gems. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we're talking about um, sponsorship. Um, GE, General Electric, uh, actually sponsored two podcasts that I really want to recommend to you. Um, they're done. I mean, they're basically – see, we don't, we don't have a good term for this. Like, It's a story that is you know fewer than 100 episodes. Mm-hmm. What do we call it? It's not a season. It's a it's a complete story. Yeah. Uh, the first one they did was just called the message, uh, which was about cryptographers trying to crack a transmission. And I I don't want to spoil it for you because it's um it's all plot and it happens really really fast. Uh, but it's really good SF. Mm. Um, and it's it's short. It's about five episodes long. Uh, just called the message. Uh, really really good. Uh, the same GE then did uh, um. A, a series last year called Life After, mm. uh, which was one word, uh, Life After, and it's very, very daring. The um, you guys all know the movie Her, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's like Her, except a company has figured out a, a way to produce uh, an app that will simulate the experience of being someone who is dead. So they wow. take their social media profile and basically gen- use some AI. And generate a voice for them. Uh, and the main character is uh, an FBI, not an agent, but he's a bureaucrat who works in the FBI, who uh, whose who's love just died suddenly, mysteriously, and he is heartbroken. And the company that makes this suddenly gets very sinister and dark. And I, I don't want to spoil it because it's got a lot of – it goes in some great directions. Um, Sounds but good. It's, it's really good. And the sound production is, is high – I mean it's dense. I mean, it's really, really rich. Yeah, hmm. I, I found the GE Podcast Theater on on iTunes, and they have the message and life after, and both in the in their uh, feed here. Yeah, subscribing. Now, the, cool. the the third one I want to mention is is completely different, except it's one of the best ones I've ever heard. It's called Limetown. Mm. Have you already heard this one? I am. No. I heard part of uh, the first episode. Okay, this is. Um, the, the it ran in t- about a year and a half ago, um, and it hasn't picked up since. And I, I really hope it's not dead. But if it is, what's there is, is superb. Um, the plan of the, of the show is there is an experimental community in Tennessee, uh, a kind of science town, and suddenly everybody from it disappeared. And it became a catastrophe and was studied. And the conceit of the show is a young woman who is related to one of the people who disappeared is investigating Mm -hmm. it. And so she's going to visit the site and she's going to talk to people who survived from it. Uh, Each episode is long, like almost an hour long. And it feels kind of sprawling. You know how uh, Tannis, Paul, can can really – you're not sure where it's going episode to episode? Mm -hmm. It's the same way here except each episode is a character study. Uh, the character, the actors are wonderful. The writing is great, and you really can't see where it's going. And by the end, it's nail biting. It is. It is awesome. Um, Interesting. It actually, it, I'm it excited the, to listen to these. <laughs> well, it, it breaks the fourth wall ultimately. 
uh, in a really cute way. When they basically have a national public radio analog, and they have to apologize for airing the most recent episode um, <laughs> because it was too dangerous. Um, I really hope they I pick up it. on it, but otherwise, it, it's like a really good novel for the year. I, I strongly recommend it. Um, before we leave uh, audio drama and fiction, uh, I, I have I oh okay. I, I got, I have a. I have I have a fiction one. Oh, I, okay. It's uh, it is it is quasi fiction. Um, yeah, there's and, a lot of that, right? Yeah, <laughs> Trump um, administration. And um, <laughs> and, and spoiler, he's a friend of the Skippy and Fanti podcast. He's a friend, actually, friend of Julia's who actually does it. It's called Doorway spoiler. to the Hidden. <laughs> spoiler. It's called Doorway <laughs> to the Hidden World. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. No. Doorway to the Hidden World is. Is ostensibly a podcast. Is it essentially the true stories put out by a crypto journalist who tells you what's really going on in society and about Nazis on the moon and stuff happening on Pluto and weird stuff on the ground. And these are the real Atlanteans and also these are the real forces that are really shaping and moving our society. And he, yeah, he, he considers he's like Alec. He's like a fictional Alex Jones, except even wackier in some ways. But he he plays it straight as if he actually believes all this stuff. It's kind of weirdly meta in that the his producer Jeffrey Pelton is the actual person who actually does the podcast, and his ads have storylines in them. There's there's two sets of ads that run through the podcast. One for well, actually, Sangtung's. Sangtung uh, Metals is no longer running, and but they're the the committee for a better life on the ground is still running. So their their ads, the ad, the the fake ads within the podcast themselves have storylines running through them. It's it's bizarrely surreal, and, and it's about thirty minutes long, and they're a lot of fun and lots Thank of you. weird conspiracy theory connection fun. It, it, it's amusing surreality. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, tan, I like Tana, so yeah, so surreality sometimes. What I need in the podcast, and this this provides it. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't want to I don't want to leave you. drama too fast uh, because there's one I I recommend very much for everybody. Um, suspense. This uh, show is called Blue. Uh, it's suspense. It's a radio drama show, audio drama show. I think it was airing on satellite radio. Um, it's its feed is kind of broken and it's hard to find. Um, but the shows are really good. They're um, a combination of original uh, recreations of shows that were on Suspense or Escape, the two great um, yeah. uh, 1940s, 50s, 60s um, audio, long-running audio dramas. And they do a ton of um, adaptations of weird tales, uh, stories, and... Um, the, you know, they have thing like the thing from another world. Uh, they have uh, Sheckley. They have uh-huh. um, Fritz yeah. Leiber. Um, uh, nice. So some more some more obscure ones. They did Far Below, The Horla by Guy de Maupassant. Um, who and goes it- there, right? The Pigeons from Hell by Robert E. Howard. There's a few Robert E. Howards, and the very first episode um, is Cool Air by H.P. Lovecraft. Mm, um, when I say their feed is broken, I mean that they release the episodes sort of out of order. Um, so I oh. and they're doing re, a lot of repeats because they've gone through their whole collection. Um, but they are working on new stuff, and um, 
they are based in Los Angeles, so they get a lot of um, uh, cheap voice talent. You know what I mean? <laughs> they have real <laughs> actors um, who, you know, I'm not working this week. Uh, maybe I can. Um, <laughs> and it's like recorded. It sounds like at a, a music store in on Melrose. <laughs> With background music? Uh, they have music. They have, but it's it's the classic suspense style. So there's an opening narrator and. Um, and then you get a uh, basically half hour, forty five minutes, or even fifteen minutes. They use the the medium pretty well. Um, and there's so many good adaptations in there. Um, cool. The Fire of Asher Banapal is a obscure Robert E. Howard story about two adventurers in Afghanistan from Afghanistan who find a lost city in uh, in uh, the deserts of Arabia, and you know it's exactly what you want from a Robert E. Howard's story, and they do a terrific job with it. So, um, if you like uh, sort of modern audio drama with a retro sort of view, not just their own material every time, you know, what was adapting. The name of that? Gr- it's called Suspense, um, and the feed says Suspense Radio Drama, but it's really Blue Hours is the name of the uh, producers. So oh. the. Oh. Right, right. You, you gave me, you, right, you, you pushed. I, I told it, I talked about it. For far, for far below. For far below. There's an adaptation of that there, and it's very good. Um, they, they, they do some original stuff, and some of that is really good as well. But, um, that's a, a really good one. You know, I, I do listen to a ton of, uh, podcasts, but, uh, you know, Fireside Mystery Theater is one of these audio drama series. There's another one that's, um, very similar. Campfire Radio Theater. Um, earbud theater, right? These are ones that either do shows that are on stage and then they record it for podcast or they do it created, um, for podcast only, but they, they don't tend to put out as many episodes, uh, because, you know, they're working on them, right? It's not, um, anyways. Uh, yeah, it looks like the Stroma Sessions is still available, by the way. Hmm. Um, I kind of like that when a podcast isn't um, super regular anyway. Yeah, yeah, I don't so like many. to be overwhelmed <laughs> with it. Like, um, yeah, and it, <laughs> it feels like they're stretching the material too to get new stuff every week or. So. Yeah, like um, there's just so many to listen to. Sometimes it feels starts feeling like a job if I've got like. <laughs> oh yeah. Too many yeah. pouring in. It's I uh, the other thing I don't like about iTunes is the classification system like where do things go I I want to put SFF audio in education <laughs> um but that's not probably what it is so it's in arts and entertainment know, yeah. or something like that um so not going too far away from from fiction um one I I like and I think Marissa might like is a podcast called the Signal Hill Radio this is um produced by the people who do the Long Dark. And it's just, oh. which is a game, a PC game, and it's oh, just yeah. a, a podcast about um, about sort of dystopic uh, fiction and the inspirations for the long dark. It's only cool. got two episodes out, but they seem to be monthly, and I'm expecting a new one to come out very soon because it's near the end of the month. Um, and I, I really like that when I, I was looking around just to see what was new and. I noticed, like, it used to be that there was a lot of podcasts by fans of TV shows who would talk about the show every week. You know, they, they it's so strange now. Like, there's a Better Call Saul talk show right after Better Call Saul comes out. 
And, you know, they've been doing that for The Walking Dead. And they're just kind of weak because they're television, you know. They mm-hmm. have to have the audience and they give away prizes and everybody oh, claps. God. And it's like. That sounds painful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very cheap entertainment. You just get the actors and writers and you sit them there and people clap and it's weak. But what I've noticed that, you know, the, when the fans do it, it is like there's too much speculation. But now I've noticed a third thing that's happening, which is just people who make the show talk about the show. <laughs> and so there is a Better Call Saul podcast. That isn't like an interview with the with the actors and oh, what do you think is going to happen next week and here's your prize. It's more like uh, oh yeah that scene where you know we are constructing and how this reminds us of some other scene or some arc of emotion. Um, I think it's really interesting that it used to be that the only way podcasters could engage with television or books was you know the Harry Potter fan fan casters like 18 of them right. It's, Basically a book club, right? Um, but now uh, mainstream television shows are doing podcasts. And most celebrities now seem to have a podcast, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's really – it's it's like uh, – it's interesting in that respect that even games, you know, PC games that uh, people enjoy – like they talk about the philosophy of – walking around in the wilderness and how people treat it like a uh, uh, sort of meditation. <laughs> yeah, cool. That sounds really good. Have you got any uh, any podcasts you listen to that are kind of like that? They're, they're not really, you know, interviews and they're not really, um, they're not fiction per se, but they sort of go in that direction. Because, you know, I listen to like just, movie review podcast too but that's sort of it's just like a radio show that doesn't have a fixed length right mm-hmm. uh personally not not too many um i mean this program sff audio is mm. one. okay and uh um, the jenny colvin i like her reading and mm-hmm. podcast. yeah i like hers too mm-hmm. um i mean i've been on that a few times um mm-hmm. yeah i don't um but i don't listen to a lot of commentary um uh, most of what i listen to to his primary source material. So I listen to a lot of stories. So I've got, you know, pod, I've got escape pod and pseudopod, but also the district of wonders podcasts, which oh, yeah. reminds me I have to record another one for tales to terrify. Oh, um, nice. I didn't know and, you were recording for them. Yep. Yep. Uh, so I've got to, um, so that's what I prefer to do is, is just to work my way through the primary sources before I go into commentary. There's also, of course, uh, which all your listeners already know, Luke Burridge's mm-hmm. science fiction book review podcast, which I love listening mm-hmm. to that one too. <laughs> yeah, I, I like it when he when he just doesn't care if there's spoilers or not, because then I I can decide better <laughs> whether yeah. I want to read this book. And um, when he doesn't like something, uh, I get an entertainment out of that, and I sort of see like, aha, that's that's. Yeah, that is a sort of a thing that bothered me in something or a style of writing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very emotional, raw review mm-hmm. of books, mm-hmm. which is great. It's what sometimes mm-hmm. you just feel like that, like a really just visceral sort of reaction to something. Yeah, and without the – I mean, the, the thing is, is if you're writing reviews long enough, you get to know writers. I like that Luke doesn't uh, take you know submissions from people because – it's kind of hard to be as harsh on people 
<laughs> as or as one objective, wants him to be, yeah. right? And one yeah. is as close to, uh, you know, you, you know that they're listening or watching um, or reading that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to pull your punches maybe. And um, I like that he can still do that. Um, I, yeah. feel, I feel it's hard for me to do that if I know people. So I, I tend not to write a lot of reviews anymore mm-hmm. um, because I don't like make, making people feel terrible that their life's work is useless. Um, I, I agree with that. I, or I their babies week- are ugly or whatever. Yeah. 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 I do a weekly video conference on the, the future of education. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a different guest each week. And I try really hard to make them as comfortable as possible. Um, to and I'll poke them, but usually I, I want them to feel uh, comfortable, so that my you see it's not just me and, and this guest. There's about 140 people at a time also on the video conference, so I want them to feel comfortable asking questions. And uh, so I really want that to be. I, I want people to talk to each other. I want them, I don't want them to harden into tribalisms. Mm-hmm. I really want them to uh, to explore and and dive into complexity. So I, yeah, I, I don't want to go after people. Um, yeah, I, I, I was know. wondering why you put those out on YouTube because they're more uh, audio based, is what I was thinking. Are they available as a podcast? Uh, they might be when I can scrape out the minutes to do that. Um, they're um, people. Well, they are visually based. I mean, they're talking heads, except the uh, the other people who chime in um, beyond uh, me and the guest. Um, so I've been hoping to find time to just you know clip the uh, extract extract the audio and then publish those as podcasts i just literally haven't had the time to do that there needs to be a program that does that because um i would totally use that you know it's a youtube scraper mm-hmm. yeah well i listened to actually my daughter has gotten me out of this my daughter is uh, uh i don't know if i talked about her on the show you guys know the adams family <laughs> yes my my, da- my daughter is wednesday adams right she's right. she's just, you know <laughs> She's she's very she's very intense, very uh, focused. Loves scaring the bejesus out of people. Um, <laughs> you know, big partisan of horror fiction, and she she loves creepy pasta uh, stories. Mm. You guys, you all know the genre. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what's the etymology again? I always forget. Of, oh God, it's yes. a copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so they're but, uh, but what's it? Slenderman style well, stories, right? Yeah, well, Slenderman is the most famous example. Um, and what's interesting is they began as text, uh, people writing on on discussion forums like Something Awful or um, uh, different different places. And then uh, people started reading them out loud and putting them on YouTube. And it's like the example I mentioned from UBC before. Most of the YouTube videos aren't videos. They're just a mm-hmm. picture of someone reading out loud. There's and a, that's, there's a it's ton interesting. of that, that's, yeah. how, that's how she prefers to listen to them. Um, and uh, that's how she first consumed them. I mean, she'll read them, but she really likes hearing them out loud. Well, uh, stories are meant to be told aloud, and that's—I mean—that's my whole website, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's delve into um, some—I don't know—society or interviews or I don't know, uh, like Sam Harris style podcasts, because I—I I, I disagree with Sam Harris on so many things, but he has lots of interesting guests on. Um, and sometimes he sort of gets in the way of the conversation. Um, but I like public intellectuals. I don't think there are very many of them. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, one is of them. Is that as well? Uh, Margaret Atwood, right? <laughs> That's what we have as a public intellectual in Canada. And 
I got to tell you, she's not the greatest. Um, in well, any it, case, oh, wow. I thought, I thought this was an American thing that, uh, I mean, if you, I mean, we in the U.S. we really took the the ivory tower seriously and sequester academics. Yeah, um, and uh, uh, actually come out is a big deal. Yeah. That's that's what podcasts are good at, I think, is is because mm. um, I mean, if you look at regular television, I'm not talking, you know, the good stuff. I'm talking just, you know, the free stuff that comes over the broadcast waves. Um, the public intellectual is Michio Kaku, who is mm-hmm. a lying idiot who went into a bad thing, a bad well, industry. A lying, did you say a lying, a lying idiot? idiot? Uh, who uh, went into a bad industry and failed at it, uh, and then went into the book industry and failed at that, and went into the television industry and failed at that, and almost everything he says is like, that's not true, and it's horrible. <laughs> so um, he probably has a podcast, Ow. but oh, he's 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 god awful. I've I've documented this. This is very wow. clear. Um, however, uh, you know. W- Sam Harris is not the greatest public intellectual, but like um, Stephen Fry, he's read some books, right? And it's nice to hear people who have read some books or maybe even written a book, but more importantly, read some books, um, talk about things and be interested in things. And it, it's, you know, it's not like having Isaac Asimov do a podcast, which I would totally want to listen to, right? Sure. Because mm-hmm. that guy read and was interested in everything, right? But uh, every once in a while, or maybe every four or five episodes, Sam Harris puts out a really good one. Um, yeah, some of them are great. Like, um, yeah. I was just, just listening to the one about the bell curve. If, if you, has anyone mm-hmm. heard that one? Yep, that's the yeah. uh, that's the one where he starts off saying, you know, people don't like to hear this, but uh, yeah. there are ties between <clears throat> intelligence and race, and I'm yeah. like, bullshit, <laughs> fuck that bullshit. Um, and then him starting the conversation, I'm willing to go with it because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm willing to go with it. And I listen to it. And I'm like, okay, you guys still have some serious issues. However, there's some interesting things here. I mean, interesting points. Yeah. His podcast is challenging. Like, that's a lot that's of the podcasts I, like I listen about to. It. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm kind of okay. looking for in a nonfiction podcast is like, you. you know, challenge me a bit and make me kind of question my assumptions. And Dan, Dan Collins like that for me. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a bit soft though. You notice, like, um, he 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 he's not he's not willing to get into a big fight over anything. He's so polite, and I love Who Dan Carlin. Who Dan Carlin? Yeah, Dan Carlin, hardcore history and common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he's doing hardcore history, there's no question he's uh, he knows what he's doing. But uh, he's he tries to make the audience like, you know, sort of be reasonable and i i kind of like that sam harris is you know he's he he hates people who i don't hate at all and i think are doing good work but uh there's something great about having some just sort of generic public intellectual have his um his audience big enough that he can just do sort of podcasting as a as a living it's very Mm -hmm. job yeah um you know like Joe Rogan, he's not the greatest public intellectual, but he gets good guests on once in a while in between his his guests who are professional wrestlers or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Now, right? Yeah. Professional he's a, fighters. It's a real hit, miss hit fighters or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. MMA. And um, there, there are a lot, you know, it's almost 
astounding. Like, uh, there's uh, another podcast out there with, um, I don't know, sort of a depressed public, uh, you know, commentator who had Obama on his show. And I'm like, this is weird that, you know, the best interview you're going to get with Obama is not on 60 Minutes, right? Like it used mm-hmm. to be. That that was where you would get interviews. But now it's podcast. And I'm like, no, actually, this is a bad thing because podcasts are rebellious, right? They're not, uh, in my view, they're not mainstream. But it's it's becoming the other way, right? It's becoming that they are the main thing. The yeah, main that's media. true. Really Isn't that weird? That. Yeah. Um, it, it, they really seem to be splitting into two levels because yeah. we still we you know you you have uh, the high end uh, often either associated with major media properties like BBC or NPR mm-hmm. uh, or they're attached to uh, uh, other major funders like the GE podcast we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you still have the DIY podcast like this of them. very podcast now. Um, yeah. Yep. I remember, I remember listening to uh, Julie Holverson, who mm-hmm. I, I just worshipped. I mean, and she was pointing out, look, we've been doing this for 10 years. You know, it's not a, it's not a new thing. And you still have that. You, you know, you have like District of Wonders, right? You know, it's what, three different programs now? Mm-hmm. And they're still, you know, eking along, paying their server costs by, uh, by Patreon. Donations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in mean, fact, there are two podcasts I subscribe to with, with cash, right? Every month. Money goes out of my my PayPal account, and I don't mind paying for it, right? That's uh, Hypnobobs, Mr. Jim Moon's podcast, um, yeah. mostly because I, I I just I think you know whatever he does is awesome. <laughs> I love hearing his voice. I love his commentaries, his his sort of essays on whatever topic or you know he does these massive deep dives into the history of zombies. Uh, going <laughs> way back, or the, he he's done a you know twenty twenty episodes on history of Batman. I don't even care that much about Batman, but I know that's the best thing when someone is just like super so passionate, passionate about something yeah. and goes deep instead of wide. Like it's so good. And every time I see a werewolf, anything werewolfy, I send him I send him a tweet saying look at this one <laughs> because you know he did a ten fifteen part series on werewolves and read associated stories and breaks all the myths and and he he does so much like that i just love it the other one that i pay for that's uh similar although they're a half hour format um it's uh, called witch house media uh when it comes through the official feed for the pay version but it's hp lovecraft literary podcast um yeah that is oh yeah they're now great. no hp lovecraft at all right it's just um talking about horror stories and a little bit of science fiction and they just did a four episodes on frankenstein i think or maybe five episodes on frankenstein oh cool yeah and dracula and all all sorts of good stuff so uh, there there are i i would pay for more podcasts if um if you know like i i, I think a lot of people are going this route of of paying for what is essentially uh, normally a free service, but because you know you get a big enough audience, you, you, there's costs. All the my website basically pays for itself with the ads that we have on the site. But I I don't like visit the website much. I use RSS, so I appreciate anybody who actually goes there and happens to make that revenue come in because it's not nothing. It's you know a thousand, more than a thousand a year um, mm-hmm. for 
all the services and that's not you know not including any of the labor because we can't charge for that but there's a there's a podcast that I, I quite like that that uses a very combined model uh, a partially examined life podcast do you know this guy uh-uh. um, that it's yeah. a it's a really it's a interesting podcast it's it's a philosophy podcast with people who went into academia and then didn't complete it because academia is sort of screwed as Brian tells us every week on on yes. his blog and his his um, YouTube podcast. Um, so what they did is they just talk about philosophy like philosopher philosophy students do, but it turned into a big sort of show. It was very popular on iTunes and they have a extended community and extended podcasts uh, from that. So they have a sort of philosophical fiction podcast and they've done um, the, this new phenomenon I think is growing and growing. It's called a read along. You may have heard about it. Um, <laughs> did I Just pioneer it? Maybe, maybe, but I didn't <laughs> invent the word. Uh, but it seems to be pretty popular. I, even Jenny on her reading envy, she's going to be doing a read along real soon. Um, but they did, they've done ones on uh, 1984 and that is a terrific read along when you get, uh, people who read a lot of books <laughs> who are interested and passionate about things reading, uh, a terrific novel it makes for terrific podcasts because you know 1984 is worth going over and over again yeah heck we did it yep that's what i'm saying even though i've done a show on it and i still want to hear other people's thoughts on it and it's it's cool like they did they did one on uh, voltaire's candide and um, that's unusual yeah, exactly, right? It's not it, – technically, it's a philosophical novel, but it's more of a humor book than anything else. Voltaire's philosophy is like, life sucks. <laughs> it's so much it, fun. It's so much fun. It's it's good. And um, I, I like I like that a thing like that can exist, you know, a, a sort of a weird hybrid of nothing else. Uh, there's no other medium that could have a show like The Partially Examined Life. Uh, it's not a radio show at all. It's four guys or three, well, three or four guys who like to talk about philosophy, and then it turned into a whole other thing. So the, the medium is, yeah, the medium's interesting, and I, I, I mean, I, I like other podcasts, you know, CBC podcasts and BBC podcasts, but podcasts that are really first and foremost a podcast. That there's something super refreshing about that. Mm-hmm. So I, I've dominated for a while. What what else you guys got? Uh, I was going to recommend uh, another act of aggressive British imperialism um, mm-hmm. in our time. Oh, I was just looking oh, at that. Too, I was I... thinking about that. There you go. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Paul. Go ahead. Okay. So in in our time, uh, there's a radio BBC radio show that's been going on for umpty ump years now, and it's been a podcast. It's it's uh, hosted by the writer. Uh, he's written some uh, books, actually. Lord Melbourne. Bragg. Lord Bra- is he Lord Bragg, really? He's a lord, yes. I did not know he was a lord. It's just like Melvin Bragg. Oh, he, he wrote a book about the history of English. He can brag that he's a, bra- he, he's a lord. But he yeah, told- he, gets, he, he gets on three or four guests every week to talk about the topic he wants to talk. They want to talk about everything from the Frost Fair to Minoan civilization to... Mm-hmm. History, science, politics, religion, they go into everything. It's like, 
what, what am I going to get to listen to this week from in our time? Oh, that's interesting. I'll, I'll pass. I'll go for that. Exactly. Go for that one. Yeah, you don't have to it, do everyone. You can do you every don't third have to one. do everyone. Like, I mean, as as of this recording, the most recent one was on the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Hmm. And before that was Roz- Roger Bacon, Rosa Luxemburg. Don't know that. Pauli Exclusion Principle, which does not mean Paul can't listen to it. That's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hokusai, the Battle of Sal- Salamis. The Coupier Belt, Seneca the Younger. I mean, I mean, it's like the, the show on John Clare is really good. You know, John Clare, that poet. Yeah, yep. the poet. Yeah, it's That's just like true. there's something for everybody here, and you learn stuff that you'd never. As long as, as long as you like history, because basically nothing before World War Two, uh, nothing after World War Two will ever show up on this feed, I think. And that's, that's except science, though. I mean, when they they do all the modern science, so they look at everything. That's true. They do. They do. Ship, yeah. Tree, they, uh, gravity. Yeah. But uh, there's uh, what uh, what I like about it is they bring in academics, right? So there's like here's yeah. four here's four pr- professors. Once in a while they bring in a podcaster, right? <laughs> Who's like um, I I I I'm Nick Warburton. I do a philosophy podcast, um, you know, instead of having a career at a university or maybe in addition to. Um, yeah. uh, Mar- Marissa, you know about Jordan Peterson. His podcast is blown up. Have you seen? Ah. How- it's huge. Really? Huge. How can you tell so there's that? A, there's a Canadian public intellectual. Well, I just heard um, like the number of people subscribed is like a huge number, but also his Patreon wow. is like $10,000 a month or something ridiculous. Wow. Right. And he's only been in sort of the public realm as a known figure for like this year. Wow, um, that's so cool. Isn't that weird? Interesting. And like I totally yeah. disagree with him on tons of things. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's really interesting to be able to – it's like we've been held back by idiot television and Michio Kaku for so long. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's the uh, – A black hole I was going to say tar baby. No, he's the thing we have to hit the, at the pinata. He's the pinata for, for me. Uh, wow. I, hate, I hate everything he does on television. Anyways, um, <laughs> when we have – we've been – having sort of idiot, you know, kindergarten television public intellectuals for so long, it's great that we get sort of uh, something that is smart out there. Yeah. Even if it's not, even if it's not perfect. And especially in this time when like professors have been run out of universities and, you know, all this kind of shit's going on. It's so cool that like someone like him can have a little platform and that the people who are listening to him will help pay for it. Like, that's amazing. It is. It, it, it's a it's a ray of hope against the no nothingism that seems to be descending upon the planet. Yeah. Yep. I was just I listening this morning to a show called The Lovecraft Geek. This is um a uh, Robert M Price is the is the guy oh. who runs it. He's also oh, cool. uh, I think he's got another podcast called uh, I think it's The Bible Geek. Yeah, um, he's great. Yeah, and the, it's you know a guy who's known about Lovecraft for a long time and I think he works at a university uh, theological university and <laughs> somehow those two things square together and circle and it makes perfect sense um, mm-hmm. and he interweaves um, his knowledge of the Bible Bible with uh, you know the way Lovecraft wrote and it's it's uh, it's terrific you you know I think of people like Asimov or Clark right if they were alive today they wouldn't be uh, you know, being interviewed by CBS, they'd be on pod either making their own podcasts or 
what we just would have had a lot more material from them. We have a lot better access to them. Yeah. And it's, you know, Marshall McLuhan, again, a guy I have a lot of problems with, but he was right in his description of how the medium shapes um, itself, right? That Mm -hmm. the content is about, you know, informs the shape of the, the medium informs the content in a, in a large degree. And having this new shape is amazing. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's refreshing. I, um, I pity all the people it, who don't have podcatchers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Bad forgot one. about Robert M. Price. I was just going to say if, if anyone doesn't know him, um, he's not a believer. He's a, he's an atheist who just knows the Bible like Backwards back to forwards, front. Yep. Yeah. And it's, it's just like one of those people who are really passionate about something and, he just talks like at length, like you can go so deep into it with him. Mm-hmm. He's a really interesting guy. I, I, you haven't met him in person, right? You're just talking about listening to his podcast. Yeah, just listening yeah. to his podcast. Yeah, it, it's it's it like, you go into it with him. See, that's the the personal, right? They're in your ears. They're with you, mm-hmm. walking yeah. around, and and they just and, take you into this world that they just have this complete like 3D understanding of, and okay. it's so cool. And the well, others great thing about podcasts is you you know you can get together with your friends who you've never met who are all over north america mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and talk yeah. about uh, things and then feel like you've had an experience of uh you know sharing a cup of coffee or whatever um yeah for sure go about gotcha. your business well i guess that and i love that i love that there's there's an intimacy to sound that that mm-hmm. no other really has um I was thinking about uh, other recommendations for you know, nonfiction podcasts, and one of them, uh, if you like history, uh, I do, is Revolutions. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Paul likes that one. <laughs> well, we, yeah. Paul and Brian are on the same page here, you know. Well, yeah, we're 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 cheating off each other. Well, I've 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 t- I've stolen a couple of you from Brian, so why don't you tell them about Revolutions? Well, Revolutions is uh, nothing but a history lecture by a guy who's obsessed with the history of revolutions. Sounds dull, right? Except uh, he is <laughs> great. Is a dry sense of humor, um, and he knows these stories inside and out, and narrates them beautifully. So we've got the French Revolution, which he does. In, I mean, that's a subject I know, and he's done very, very well on that. Um, he's had uh, Roman, uh, several changes from the Roman Republic to the Roman Empire. He did the uh, Haitian Revolution. Most recently, he did the uh, Wars of South American Independence, and that was very impressive. Because that's a heinously complicated subject. He yeah. really nailed it down. Um, he's um, he's just really listenable, very, very accessible, and these are just like they're candy. They're hard to stop eating. They're just really, mm. really mm. Uh, Sounds good. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, he did a whole podcast. I mean, he made his bones with a whole podcast on the history of Rome from founding to fall. Oh, that's the same guy. Okay, cool. The same guy, and he decided, oh, wow. I was also doing evolution. So he started with the – There's a public the, intellectual for you. I forgot about I forgot about the history of Rome podcast. Because he, he, he started he, – then he went the English Civil War. He did the American Revolution, the French Revolution, the – Haitian Revolution. Now he's just now finishing the Revolution of 1830, the, the South American Revolution, as Brian said. He's just now finishing a, a short bit on the Revolution of 1830, which I knew zip about, and now know plenty. I didn't know that much about the French Revolution either. French French history is not one of my things, but I learned a ton from that, and I'm learning about this 
Revolution of 1830 in France is like, holy crap, I never knew this is. That's so cool. I love it. You can just walk around in the sunshine or maybe the snow where you are (laughs) and just like learn, just learn crazy stuff like that. Like university level information mm-hmm. just downloaded it's straight better than brain. university level because there isn't that yeah that that stuff now we have the the timer we have to oh and hw and all like all that i call it hw homework uh, you know, <laughs> there, there, there isn't all this uh structure and you know the right. grading and all that stuff that Story really tell. is not important um mm-hmm. that's that's terrific that um i forgot about the history of rome and there's there's another guy who was doing a podcast. I, I've lost track of it because he went into uh, sort of what I would call the boring philosophers. But he's he's got a, <laughs> an old podcast called The History of Philosophy Without Any Gaps. And he starts oh, yeah. at the beginning of uh, ancient philosophy. And he got, a, I think he was in the 15th century or something. And yeah. it, it gets really bogged down in Jesus and God and sort of, you know... St- uh, that I I majored in philosophy at university amongst many other subjects I took, um, and that really is the issue. Is a lot of university subjects they they just get they get obsessed with uh, the history of mistakes. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like here's a a very elaborate theory that we know is completely incorrect. Um, you see how he made this mistake here? Yes, I do. You see how he made that mistake? Yes, I do. Do we need to follow up on this? No, we don't. Is phlogiston theory of was it were they right to think it? No, it's not a it's not a good thing. Should we think oh. about it more? Yes, we should because we have to have a graduate course. <laughs> and so, um, that what I like about podcasts is they don't have, uh, you know, if you don't like it, you can skip that you can skip that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, and the subject. For everybody, I mean, if you're not interested in the history of Egypt, you don't have to listen to the history That's of Egypt right. podcast. But, but or if I you already know it and you don't want to hear it again, right, right? You can just skip it. Or yeah, it's like I I, I try lots of history podcasts and like uh, I don't like this narrator. The subject's not so, he's not giving this subject so great. So I will stop listening. To this I will find another and. Hmm. What do you know? I can always find another. That's that's mm-hmm. the beauty of podcast. I mean, as mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier, trying to search and find these things is difficult. Mm-hmm. I, I rely a lot on hand to mouth people talking about podcasts, which is why I think this episode is so valuable. It's like we're providing listeners avenues and resources to go find new podcasts to listen to because that the the, the search problem is it's a big one, and there's. It is. I yeah. think anyone is. And just all the best podcasts that I come across are usually like recommended to me by um, other people. You know, like it's a really good way to hear about mm-hmm. decent mm-hmm. podcasts out there. Well, that's what we have to do. The podcasting world is partly an underground now. You know, it's uh, word of mouth. Yeah. It is, uh, there, there's. Um, I mean, it's substantial that Google doesn't have any sort of interest in it i mean we're so dependent on google for so many things but i remember um there was probably about five ten years ago um a search engine that would do searches of audio so it took podcasts mp3 files and you could type in like hey i wonder if i mentioned on this podcast you just type in your phrase and it would 
search through all that and give you a list of all the shows that are in and give you the mark of the point in the show. What happened to that? Audio search. It went hmm. away. Apparently, well, uh, don't forget there's a, the weird history of Twitter where uh, Twitter was um, a side project from a bunch of guys, mm-hmm. including one of the founders of blogger.com who created a, a site called Odeo, uh, O-D-E-O. And that was a website designed to be a competitor to iTunes uh, mm-hmm. for uh, audio. And the idea was that you would use that site to record audio, share audio. It was really ambitious, had a lot of venture capital money, and it flopped. It got too ambitious, and no one was using it. And so, like, the last minute, they put Twitter out as one of their side projects. So for wow. the, first, the first year of Twitter, the very, very top of the screen, there was about a six-pixel-tall sign saying, hey, anyone want to buy audio? And, you mm. know, click here. Um, it yeah, was, it was uh, a, it was a internal system for them to communicate yeah. with each other, right? Yep, messaging. Yeah. Kind of like Slack, I guess. I have never used yeah. it, but my mom yeah. loves it. After I heard about it on a podcast, she was saying, "I have this problem," and I said, "I hear Slack's good for that." Oh, by the way, that was from the Tech Dirt podcast, which is a really good podcast about oh, they have a podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't know yeah. about the Tech Dirt podcast? It's really I good. I use their site all the time. Yeah, so. They even have a good uh, sort of nerdy rap song in the beginning. Pick up a shovel and <laughs> get in the tech dirt. <laughs> it's like um, thanks. It, it, interviews and discussions of you know they had one on um, very recently uh, whether patents were a good idea or not. Um, so software famously doesn't have or generally doesn't have patents, right? Whereas uh, every drug company in the world uh, says patents are the only things that you know keep incentive for making new drugs. But if you look at the history, as you know, everybody knows, we should always be looking at history. Um, that doesn't turn out to be true, right? Uh, copyright and patents, incredibly, incredibly important, especially copyright for us on the on the internet where we live. Uh, really important to know the history because it, it it profoundly affects us. It's essentially everything that happens on the internet is a copy of something else. Hmm. And patents are the things that allow people to do stuff, make new stuff. So, um, yeah, that's a uh, just for Canadians. Um, there's a podcast called Canada Land. Um, this is a very successful Canadian podcast that it's quasi news, um, but it's more like meta meta criticism. Unlike most uh, meta critic criticism uh, that's out of the USA, um, that seems to be basically comedians come on to uh, TYT and then make their own show, uh, The Young Turks, right? Um, which yeah. is again a YouTube-based phenomenon, uh, but really oh. should is as much. It's as much audio as it is um, video, uh, or more audio than it is video. Um, Canada Land has broken big stories in Canada. Um, Gian Gomeshi, who is a um, uh, host of the biggest CBC show, uh, turns out he was um, strangling, uh, sexually strangling people, um, harassing people in his office, and it turned into a huge scandal. He got fired, and Yep. sued and right that all came out of the fact that you know canada's a tiny shop 
with not very many uh, people working, and everybody knows in each other in the industry, right? Um, if I talk to people at the CBC, they know who my uncle was, who, you know, he worked at the CBC 20 years ago and been dead for 15 years or whatever, right? It's, it's, a, it's a tiny country, so we need independent uh, people who are willing to make waves and uh, do the classic Canadian shit disturber job, which is uh, disturb people's shit because people <laughs> need their shit disturbed. Um, and I assume that there's a lot like that out in American land, but only thing I know about is um, not really technically. Jimmy Dore's podcast is not really a podcast, or if it is, I, I haven't got a feed for it. Um, is it mm. You guys listen to any sort of news podcasts other than NPR? I listen to a few that I hate, um, mm. but, I found them, <laughs> but I find them interesting. Uh, Slate does some podcasts that are mm. useful for me because the um, – uh, they reveal uh, what a kind of elite East Coast media oh, yeah. bubble mind are thinking. They really hate science fiction, um, and so that's they interesting. Do. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, All yeah, the I mean, stupid people do. <laughs> so that's, I guess. Uh, yeah, they have one exception where they have a, um, an economics podcast. But if if you're interested in economics, it's pretty good. Mm. Um, but beyond that, um, I listen to some very political shows like. Uh, Behind the News with Doug Henwood, which is a Marxist analysis of current mm. events. That's mm-hmm. uh, There's a okay, okay. Talking about audio, what audio does well. There's one from Boston called Radio Open Source, which is a terrible name because it's not really radio and it's not about open source software. Mm. Um, it's this really bright old radio guy who just interrogates guests about things he's interested in, mm. and they're mostly about current events and culture. So he'll grab people from uh, Brown University or from Columbia. And ask them about the war in Afghanistan, or ask them about Trump. He did a couple of good shows about the hundred uh, year anniversary of World War One. Uh, Chris Leiden, he's a he's a manic host. He's he's really good. What's um, the name of that one? Radio Open Source. Radio Open Source. That's great. Um, my phone's running out of battery because I'm subscribing to so many things. <laughs> <laughs> Before we leave. Um, I want to recommend uh, The Economist podcast called Babbage. Um, The Economist podcast, uh, there's a number of Economist podcasts, you know, the magazine. Um, But their Babbage one is, uh, it's generally pretty good. It's about um, science and technology and the history of it and also some modern stuff, which I'm, you know, the breaking science news tends to be pretty shitty. But, um, Mm. you know, talking about AI and um, self-driving cars and all that stuff. And I like The Economist magazine generally, although it's got its issues. And maybe it's just the, the people writing for it. But. Did you just say the magazine has its issues? That's the worst <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Um, I've, got a, I've got a couple more to add as well before we drop off. All right. Um, there's one I just very recently discovered. I, I met a guy at a, at a book club, actually. Mm-hmm. And he has this podcast, which... It's, it's just amazing me at the moment. What him? His name is Ross. He's got this podcast called Oh No with Ross and Carrie. <laughs> and what they do is they join religions or cults oh, no. or alternative no. things. Yeah, and they just show up as if they're regular people. Hey, I want to join. And then they podcast about it, and it's just the most wow. incredible wow. thing. Like he joins Scientology. He gets quite far in. He pays them money. Oh no! Oh um, no! Yeah, and uh, they become they join Mormonism. They then they go and do like alternate like they 
join the UFO religions, and they, yeah, it's just they, amazing. These are, have to be comedians, right? Because that's the no, way people. Seriously? No, they're um, they're oh skeptical. God. They're like journalists, basically. It wow. is quite funny at times, but they they go into it with like open hearts. They're like convince us, you know, like is oh, this a man. thing? We're gonna like listen to all the evidence. We're gonna ask you all the questions and see if you can convince us to join your thing, you know. And so then they. Then they rate it at the end of every episode of like how creepy it was, how damaging it was to society. Oh my gosh. <laughs> awesome. So that's a really good one, yeah. That's a great and, um, idea. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it at the moment. I'm just having such a giggle listening to them. Um and the other one I want to recommend, uh I just started listening to one called Outside Podcast, which is the science of survival. And I think if you like the long dark and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you'll be really into it. And it's basically stories about people who've um, gotten into trouble in the, while they're hiking or mm-hmm. doing something adventurous. And then it tells their story of survival, but it breaks it all down into the science of it. So like the body's physiology and the chemistry and what's actually happening as they go through this experience. Mercy, and, is that um, from uh, Outside Magazine? I don't know, actually. It might be. I don't know. But um, their episode one on hypothermia, I think it's mm-hmm. one of the most haunting, interesting episodes I've ever heard on a podcast. It's just mm. really incredible. How it's done like an audio drama, and it's done in like second person. So they, they're saying that it's happening to you. Like, mm. you, you know, you start sweating, and it, it soaks your chest. Then your body temperature drops to this, and your teeth are chattering and they talk you through every single element and you can hear the snow crunching and the guy shivering and yeah. Something it's really I cool. learned uh, in the long dark, it, it, I thought more clothing is always better. So I got all the clothes on. Then they added this new feature that uh, when you're outside, you know, butchering the, <laughs> butchering the bear or the wolf or whatever it is that you're butchering. Yeah. You're skinning. Um, you've got the fire going so you don't get cold. Well, your clothes are soaking up. Uh, all the snow and your clothes are thicker <laughs> with water and then of course That's it awesome. does the opposite of what you wanted it to do which is warm you i'm like i should be hot right now with all this clothing on but no the, and then i'm like see the new mechanism oh my clothes is like 80 percent saturated right right <laughs> so I more know, clothes so is not necessarily better right it, maybe go outside naked would almost be better in some cases if your clothes yeah are, right and it, That's something great. I learned on this podcast. Actually, like I didn't, I never knew this that people who have hypothermia at some point they do actually tear all their clothes off. It's just like a thing that happens. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird. Wow. So yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Well, yeah. Anyone well, else got any last recommendations? Last, one one last recommendation might okay. might be of only niche interest. Um, uh, it's a podcast run by two writer writers and game designers kenneth height and robin d laws and it's called ken and robin talk about stuff mm, and yeah. it's mostly role-playing game focused sort of things but both of them go into all sorts of weird bits about history and uh elliptony and occult and game design and how that can all bring that to your role-playing game terms huh. uh, is yeah. the kenneth height uh, one of the guys behind uh, call of Cthulhu? yeah i think you're right yeah. He he he's he's he he's he did the uh, trail of Cthulhu the role playing game. He knows a ton about about Lovecraft and the mythos. So yeah, so I I, I always listen to that for ideas for my role playing games and and to learn stuff. I mean, I mean it's like these these little strange bits of history and 
twisting it and looking at it from other angles. I mean, the Baron Roman von Ugenberg Stur- Sternberg. Oh, never, yeah. It's like, He's fantastic. Yeah, it's like yeah, that was that was in the most latest history cut on their podcast. It's like good. Where do these things come from? But they find that like they both know all this sort of weird things. And of course they have giant book collections and they'll sometimes talk about, oh, Kenneth's gone 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 to a book fair and he's got these twelve weird books on these subjects. He got like, huh. It's like it's and always really into Lego too, now that I'm looking at his website. So now I'm going for it. Subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> I'll mention. Uh, well, thank you. I, I'll. I, I thought you were going to say all of this was for you know your uh, your role playing games. I was going to say all of this is good fodder for parties and and meeting people. <laughs> oh yeah, um, it's it's good fodder for anything. Yeah. But let me. Uh, I'll just add one more then uh, on the theme of audio. There's a fun uh, fun podcast called Archive Eighty One. Uh, it's a uh, it's in its second season now. Uh, it's about audio horror. Uh, but it is fiction. The uh, first season is about a poor guy who gets this very strange job. He has to go into this mysterious audio archive of lots of old tapes, you know, reel to reel, things like that, and play them and record them. And he's getting paid very, very little for it. And as he's doing it, the situation gets weirder. He gets more isolated. And the recordings he's listening to get more and more disturbing and start telling stories that may explain what he's actually doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you have about three different levels of sound going on at any point. Uh, people are making phone calls. They're listening to old rusty tapes. They're recording something on their phone. Um, it's, it's poignant, um, a nice frisson of mystery and horror. Uh, and the second season is way off in left field. The second season is like something from Clive Barker now. Um, cool. So I, I love how these like mystery kind of slowly unfolding mysteries work so well on audio. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 yeah. Have fun with that. It's a, uh, it's really good. It has uh, 170 patrons and 572 dollars a month. This is how we do things. <laughs> Uh, well, let's. I'm gonna go uh, make my lunch with Blue Apron after I go to Stamps.com and. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, and we'll sleep on a Casper uh, bed oh, mattress that's afterwards. Right. <laughs> that's right. Too bad I can't shave with Harry's. You know. Okay, cool. <laughs> This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. <clears throat> We're going to get Brian, too. We're going to get Brian today? Hmm. Um, Talking podcasts. Yeah. His internet connection is so bad, um, I can't believe it. See. Is there a Marissa online? One hopes. I don't see her. No! It's not that bad. Always ready to jump into the abyss. <laughs> there she is. I jumped I jumped into the abyss all the time. At any at any possible opportunity. <laughs> Hangnail! Jump into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Oh my. All right. Is there a Brian? Brian. Oh, we have, do we have anybody? 
Um, hmm. I mean, the UAB show could be interesting, but maybe we should have some more diversity. Let's see if there is a... I mean, diversity in a general sense, not a box-checking sense. Uh, don't get me don't get me started. Um, so, someone's winding me up on Twitter. And yeah, that's not that's happening. the other thing that happens. Is Paul awake? He's getting wound up on Twitter. <laughs> no, no, uh, no. Uh, a puppy adjacent asshole is in my mentions, and I and, and tweeting at me, and I am not. Puppy I am not having it. Puppy adjacent. It's like a kid. Well, he's not. He's not a puppy, but this. This. This is the idiot who decided to uh, try to uh, make bank on what happened after all the guests of honor pulled out of Odyssey. Con. Good morning. Good morning. It's, yeah, he's 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 an a hole. <laughs> I'm not. I don't know why you call me that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you guys are into it already. Um, no, you a hole. Yeah. I'm griping Twitter. I should not. But, you know. It's easy to do. It is the. Uh, it is what it is. How are you, how, how are you Marissa? I'm good. I just woke up. <laughs> so I can't even tell you yet. I think it's all right. I think it's too, be all right too, too, early, too early to tell. Yeah. I have that problem. Uh, I go a whole, like, uh, I wake up in the morning. I'm doing my normal thing. And then I get a phone call or something about one o'clock. First word I ever speak. Hello. <laughs> oh look, geez, I'm in a, bar- a terrible mood. How did I? Oh, how did I not notice this? <laughs> I know that's funny. Sometimes I'm really surprised when uh, when someone says, "How are you?" and I'm like, "Oh, I'm, I think I'm good. I'm not sure, but I think good. <laughs> I haven't really figured it out yet, but." Yep. Things are going all right. It's a mysterious mind. So we're waiting yeah. for Brian because um, uh, I did see him uh, on on Twitter, I guess, last night, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, invited him to join us. So oh, hopefully cool. he will show up. In the, awesome. Uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tweet him right now. That'll work. Hopefully. Um, he's so off-grid that uh, the best internet he can get is apparently two megabytes per second. Or oh, my God. Download, which is not good. That's like, but, if you have upload that bad, you're in trouble. Yeah. I think we're on, like, really shitty internet, and we, I think we get, like, 10 or something. That's um, pretty bad, yeah. Average, yeah, but that's still kind of workable, but, yeah, pretty bad. We don't live in a first-world country like Canada. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's not that. It's not that you know everything's just better. It's. Uh, it's. It's <laughs> like not? most people are not on tech savvy. Tech savvy's. It's really interesting because there you know there are monopolies in the region, right? So you've got your telephone monopoly, and then you've got your uh, cable internet monopoly, and they're both monopolies. But um, if uh, a startup wants to compete. The monopoly is forced to give them to sell them bandwidth, mm-hmm. and that means there's competition. So, uh, I don't know. Five years ago, the um, the monopoly asked, said, "We're raising your rates," and I'm like, "Nothing has changed. Why are you raising my rates? And we're raising your rates." 
And I said, well, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Because so, <laughs> um, it had been the same. Because I, I didn't have, have uh, you know, I didn't do all the bundling shit that everybody's always doing because of the advertising, right? You know, your phone and your cell phone plan and your internet yeah. and your cable and all that. I just had internet forever. And uh, like 20 years, right? And it was the yeah. same price. And then they started raising, they said, we're raising your rate beginning on this date. So I, I had heard about Tech Savvy, an Ontario-based ISP. You know, they have no offices out here. They have no employees out here. But I called them and talked to them and then signed up with them. And it's terrific because they, you know, they don't do any of the horrible things that the regular guys do, which you guys are probably all experiencing, which is like traffic shaping, where if you are not, uh, if you're doing torrents or if you're doing um, Netflix or anything that isn't going to give the cable company money, um, mm-hmm. they, they throttle. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, yes. a, that's a horror for internet service. It's yeah. opposite of net neutrality, right? Yeah. Um, and as soon as, about oh, two or three months after I signed up, they they sent a an email saying we're lowering your rates. I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> and it wasn't just me; it was like work? everybody, right? And then that happened again last late uh, late last year, earlier this year. Wow, um, awesome. And um, when you because they don't do a ton of advertising, if you because you're so enthusiastic about it, if someone signs up off of you, you get like a permanent discount. Like not just for one week, for you know, or one month. Every as long as that person stays signed up, you keep getting wow. that discount of a dollar. And I'm like, damn! <laughs> I want I want all companies to be like this. Yeah. It shows you how much profit is being made by the evil evil uh, monopolies. Ah, oh, I hate them. It makes me want to move. It does. Out of the country, like that's why it, Brian it, said like, he was going to move. Yeah, it's just so fucking horrible. Yeah, because ours just—I think I wrote on that tweet like ours has like doubled in the two years since we've been here, and there's no cheaper options. Like we don't—we don't need anything special either. Just internet. That's all we want. Yep. And uh, my husband, uh, you know, he can easily get really mad at shit, and so I made him call them, and um, (laughs) to try and talk about it, and they were like, "Oh, oh, sorry, sir." And eventually, he was like. He went and talked to his manager and he came back with, with this solution for our expensive internet. It was like, sir, what you could do is if you upgrade to the plan with the TV and the blah, 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 we can offer you this special deal. And yep. David was just like, are you fucking kidding me? You fucking <laughs> It works, though. That's a, See, they make money, right, by by just yeah. giving you that uh, you think you're getting a deal you're, and you say, well, I'm getting all this stuff for free that I won't use. Except yeah. you forget about that I won't use part. <laughs> I just heard about this um, possible option. I'm not sure how real it is or not, but I was like reading these accountants' blogs, you know, for like saving money and all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And um, he recommended this. There's this thing called the Calix Institute, um, C A L Y X. Mm-hmm. It's a nonprofit, and you can buy a device off them, which I think is five hundred dollars. Um, I guess it's like a Wi-Fi hotspot. Uh, so it's five hundred dollars the first year, and then it's four hundred every year after that. And that seems to be like a, it, I think it like replaces your ISP. So I think it actually works out cheaper over the year. Yeah. So um, um, there's a, it's not a 
podcast. There's a, um, I don't know, an off-grid uh, YouTube uh, channel that I watch. And uh-huh. I was telling this to Brian, you know, maybe you should do this. Um, so what they, they don't have, like, it's off-grid, right? They don't have electricity. They don't have plumbing. They don't have anything, right? Um, so what they do is they have a really expensive cell phone plan. But the cell phone plan, uh, you know, isn't that expensive if you include that there, there's two people and they've got um, unlimited uh, 4G uh, uploading and downloading um, mm-hmm. so they can upload their, you know, 4K YouTube videos. Um, but they just use one of the phones that they got as a, a part of the plan as a Wi-Fi hotspot. Yeah, I think this is what this is. It's it seemed like it was uh, you know it was expensive in a certain sense. Uh, yeah. It was expensive for a cell phone, uh, but it was cheap for internet, especially. Yeah, exactly. Because you know you, you if you top on fifty dollars a month, uh, I don't pay that much for phone. Mine's like thirty or so, thirty five or something like that. But I almost yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was used to being. Now we pay like fifty something a month. And hmm. Yeah. <laughs> How much is yours, Paul? My phone, sixty a month. Oof. What about your internet? Uh, Seventy a month. Holy. Yeah, that's that's American dollars too. Yeah, there there are no. Yeah, the 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 one competitor in this area has a pokey internet for twenty a month. I wouldn't be able even to podcast yeah that's the thing there's no competition like yeah. we were this we were the same thing we were like well then we're gonna we're just gonna quit like fuck you and then we're like oh we can't there's you like can't. there's no other option that's the whole <laughs> that's the whole thing off the right? grid yeah <laughs> you know podcast from work if you don't want to be on the electrical that. grid you can you can make your own electricity right but you can't make your own internet connection <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work um, so yeah, you look into that. I don't understand what this thing, thing is. That so. sounds like it might might. Oh, there's a Reddit uh, page on it. You might check that out. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, because it's it is it's the 4G. It's like a DIY internet thing, and their whole the whole point of the company is um they're against uh, it's for like internet privacy and stuff. So they're trying to like yeah, that's that's how I heard about tech savvy as well. Is is that they uh, were like yeah. fighting? They were f- fighting all the we're gonna send revenue letters from every right. uh, agency on the planet to you which is which is what happened to my friend Steen he 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 started getting like notifications and and he started freaking out you know like oh my god and i'm like dude you're okay because i'm listening i'm sort of paying attention to the the laws up here as long as you don't re- respond you they don't know who you are <laughs> uh-huh. the law is they are required to send the notifications, um, but it, they are they don't get to give out the customer information. So it's huh. like they're a, a, a blind in between, right? So, but this is perfect for regular ISPs because they're in the business of selling you uh, cable plans, right? Mm-hmm. Television plans, which is, uh, com- you know, everything is competition to that. So... Um, I, I heard about Tech Savvy on a podcast. Um, where's Brian? <laughs> yeah. Where's Brian? Yeah, where's Brian? We, we need to talk about podcasts now. Yeah. I just forgot as well, uh, the last thing about that Calyx Institute thing. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got to check it out more. Um, 
it's also you can write it off as a charity donation on your taxes because it's a non-profit <laughs> so your internet becomes a um yeah deductible nice yeah look i'm trying to oh yeah he's in the vermont area code um hmm uh, should i call him on his phone say wake up <laughs> <laughs> right, see if I can call from this one on a different computer. Yep, I can use two Skype things at the same time. Isn't that impressive? That is impressive. I'm impressed. This is the right number. Assuming. Hello. Good morning. Are you ready to do a podcast? Uh, it's Jesse. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm looking for uh, Brian. <laughs> Sorry. <Whoops. laughs> I, you sound just like him. Yeah. You don't totally sound just like your dad. That's hilarious. Wow. Calling random people. <laughs> no, it's the right. It's do the you right want to be on a podcast? That's the right sounds- home. The wrong <laughs> it's a great wake-up call. You should just bring all your friends and do that. Hi! Good morning. Are you ready to do a podcast? <laughs> uh, oh, really? So, How long will it take? Uh, I don't know, an hour? Well, uh, okay, give me a minute. Uh, I've got an armful of frozen laundry, but I'll, I'll uh, <laughs> fire up today. All right, wow. sounds good. Did he say Bye-bye. frozen laundry? Frozen laundry, that's what he said. I think it's cold there. Where's frozen laundry? Wow. Vermont temperature. Now, Vermont, uh, what do we call that? Uh, Vermont weather. That's what we want. Oh. I mean, here... Six degrees Celsius. Uh, What is it? Six? Six? Six. Says it's cold. Chilly. Oh, it's getting killer here already. Oh, oh please. It's Hot? 45 It's 45 yeah. Fahrenheit here. So, I don't know. Right. You have to translate for me. I don't know what that means. It's cold, right? 45 Fahrenheit? Seven. Oh, seven. So six is actually chillier. Okay. Yeah, nine, not 9.4 degrees outside here. That's because you live on the ocean. Yeah, it's true. It's true. So we'll give him a minute. Armful of frozen laundry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Well, what we, we they, there was talk there's going to be a snowstorm hitting here, but now it looks like the snow will be north of us and north north and west of us. So Twin Cities will not get snow today. I have a I have a friend who came here. I think I told you this. Who came here from Texas for graduate school? She was hoping, praying for lots of snow in Minneapolis because, I mean, she's been here in the summer for conventions, but she's never been here during the winter. She was hoping for some snow action, and this year has been a complete and utter wipeout. She's been so disappointed. Hmm. It's it's been it's it's been a very light snow winter here. It's just been yeah, like what is this? This is this is this is a global warming i mean it got it, okay we got only once got down to minus 20 all winter yikes so it hasn't even well that that's usual we'll get some days of that because we're in the middle of the continent but it's been 
but it was just like one real cold snap and that's it and never again it's like it's been a very mild winter and she's been disappointed at the lack of snow <laughs> so why she's is your laundry- lack of snow and what country are they in <laughs> um, my my friend fade manley she's from texas she's come up here for graduate school she was hoping for to see, to see what a minnesota snowy winter looked like and this year did not give her results so she's been disappointed <laughs> why is your laundry frozen because uh, it just started uh, hailing oh. with uh, chunks of ice coming down from the sky. And I wow. just hung up a bunch of laundry, and it was uh, in my hands turning uh, starting to crackle. So, <laughs> so you should have sent it up here, man. We've got, we've got a decent winter. Well, yeah, the, north, the Northeast got the winter that Minnesota did not get, much to my chagrin. Well, you must have had those uh, those wet those uh, gale forest winds. You must have had that at least. Uh, one day, one day, one day of real <laughs> blowing and howling wind. Yeah, yeah. This has just been really. I mean, I mean, we had we had the earliest tornadoes in Minnesota history, but other than that, this has been like no winter of any kind. Hmm. I heard someone say we shouldn't call it climate change; we should call it global weirding. Mm-hmm. Well, global weirding, nice. Hello, Marissa. Hello, how are you doing? Okay. Your son Owen sounds exactly like you. <laughs> we know we know we'll end up with him on the podcast. Same, not just same accent, same inflection. <laughs> Everything. My my when my sister calls me, I most of the time I don't know if it's her daughter or my mom. I just hear the voice <laughs> and it's like, okay, I need more information. Are you my sister, my <laughs> niece, or my mother? Wow, that's funny. It's like the end of Chinatown. <laughs> She's all three. Wait a second. <laughs> that have to be a t- uh, Heinlein story Could be now. Gothic and apparently, I'm. Uh, if it's a Heinlein story, I am also uh, my mother, my sister, and my niece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm sexually attracted to all three of them, and myself. If it's a Heinlein yeah. story, that is. Are we- are we recording this at least? I mean, come on, this is good. Sadly, well, I did not stop my recorder yet. Uh, let, why, why don't we do a show on podcasts? Um, I be, Besides talking about actual podcasts we're listening to, I would also like to talk about um, hardware and software uh, for such. Uh, okay. So uh, whenever you're ready, Paul, we'll get started. Um, can you give me just one minute? I'm going to yeah. grab another glass of water. Good Let's idea. See. Thanks. And uh, Brian can grab some hail, crunch some hail. Yeah, I'll just I'll just crunch some on the on the voiceover for you. <laughs> we are, earlier we were talking about ISPs as well. Um, God damn it! Yeah, you, you uh, have similar stories to uh, Paul and Marissa, but um, sounds like you're in the worst of the three situations. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna move our house, actually. Yeah, you were we're, saying. Um, where are you gonna go to, though? It has to be anyway. another area with internet, right? Yeah. Basically anywhere. Anywhere, um, anywhere has it. There. Yeah. Hey, hey, Brian. What did the weatherman say when the Roman emperor asked what the weather outside was? Uh, hail. Caesar. Oh my God. Hail Caesar. That's oh, that's good. terrible. That's good. Hail Caesar. Oh, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Let's get started. You ready? 
Yeah, I'm ready. Here we go. Yeah, I forget. Am I the third person on the order? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. I am? Okay. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Paul. Hello, Hi, I'm, I'm Marissa. I'm Alexander. One more time. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> so I'm fourth. Jesse, okay, sorry. Uh, Paul, Marissa, Brian. Here we go. I'm sorry. Yeah. No worries.